0: Usually my phone buzzes and plays a pleasant melody at 6 a.m. every weekday morning. This is what my alarm clock used to sound like before our lives were so radically changed by a virus named Corona. With schools closed, I turned off that alarm setting on my phone and pleaded with the gods of parenting that maybe they'd grant my two children at least 30 minutes more of sleep before waking us up. Instead of a pleasant melody at 6 a.m., I am commanded out of my bed with one plea shouted in harmony. We are hungry. As it turns out, the answer to my prayers sent to the parenting gods had already been answered in the form of modern technology. With my children now at an age where we can trust them to stay alive on their own without constant supervision, we can, trust it, we can trust in an iPad and a Netflix account to buy us another 30 minutes of rest. But the stomachs of said children, they will not be delayed by flickering screens. Soon a rumble remind them that their source of nourishment is still nestled underneath sheets and so with bouncing and odorous breath centimeters from my face the prompt we are hungry finally urges me to roll out of bed and down to the kitchen to warm a pan and swirl water into the pancake mix. All week, I've wondered what I would be writing to share with all of you this morning. I'll admit that I've felt pressure. This is obviously a huge moment in human history, but it it is also in our history a huge moment as a faith community. What needs to be said right now? What does it mean for me to be a pastor during this time? I have felt, since this all started, that the time is now to say something profound or to do something profound. But profound things weren't in my bones this week, friends. And before long, I realized that the pressure for profundity was ridiculous. I and we, we aren't in control right now. We are in an ocean of uncertainty. We have more questions than answers, and the horizon is covered in thick fog. That I was expecting clarity during this time was super unhelpful. What I needed to pay attention to was what was right in front of me. What was in front of me was the request, feed me. That seems to be the most structure I can expect from my day at this point. From the first urgings of a seven- and a three-year-old for breakfast, to the long, hard stairs into the refrigerator and pantry shelves of seemingly incompatible cans and frozen items for lunch and dinner, my days during this quarantine seem to be structured in one of the most primal realities for all of us, a need to be fed. The most I can expect of routine right now looks like cooking, eating, and cleaning up breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Within those movements, I acknowledge gratitude that I have enough to do that, knowing that there are others who may not even have this routine to lean into it makes the idea of saying grace before a meal all the more profound. And this idea of enough, what if those movements of feeding and being fed, what if those are enough for us right now? Until the experience of this last week, I always thought that a lack of control over a situation was the source of anxiety. But This week has revealed that I, that when I am forced by unforeseen circumstances to submit to the reality that I have no control, I am surprised by the feeling of riding the wave. No paddling, no dangling rope from a helicopter, just laying on my back and letting what happens happen. And so... Enough in this situation feels so elemental. Being fed. It is the most we can control and perhaps the most we can do during incredible moments like this. The most I can do for my neighbor and for all of you is to drive to Fred Meyer and buy you groceries. In this way, you can be fed. The most I can be doing right now is to schedule a FaceTime meeting or schedule a meeting for worship via Zoom so that we can feed each other's weary and lonely hearts during this time. As I was thinking about this, Spirit continued repeating a line to me over and over again. Give us this day our daily bread. The line from the Lord's Prayer. We Quakers don't say this together, but it has been such a balm to me throughout my years as a follower of Jesus. I love that Jesus gives us the reminder of the scope and scale of things. It is today and the elemental request, feed me. Give us today our daily bread. I think this is why the sacrament of Eucharist is practiced weekly by many of our christian brothers and sisters it is the routine of breaking and drinking wine together breaking bread and drinking wine together that can remind us of our most elemental need and source of connection jesus fed his disciples the night before his crucifixion and we of course remember the miracle of the bread and the fish There seems to be two messages that are fairly consistent for us at West Hills Friends. The first one is anything ever written by Mary Oliver. And the second is be present. So I don't know if we really need another message about presence. But I think that right now we are living in the prompts of the Lord's Prayer. Our stomachs and our bodies are leading us more than our brains right now. Our stomachs are prompting us toward routine to meet our most basic needs of survival and getting our, giving our hearts permission to be gentle on ourselves. Here are some queries for our time together in open worship. How are you noticing your body leading you during this time? What has this experience felt like in your body? What is it teaching you? How are you giving yourself permission to be gentle? How are you noticing voices of guilt or shame creeping up during this time? What does it look like for you to be fed right now? How might we, your faith community, be feeding you right now?